0: The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff and management.
1: Welcome to You Are Not Alone, How to Rise Above Life's Challenges with April J. Ford. April has faced adversity in her life, such as childhood sexual abuse and becoming a widow and a single parent at 32. Through all of her challenges, she has managed to rise above them and conquer her life. She'll help you to do the same. Now, here is your host, April Ford.
2: Welcome, I'm April Joy Ford, the voice of You're Not Alone, How to Rise Above Life's Challenges. Our episode today is with the most influential man in health and fitness, Tony Horton, the creator of the wildly popular fitness series, P90X, and the author of the top-selling books, Bring It, Crush It, and his latest motivational book, The Big Picture, is joining us today to share his mission on how to advance the quality of your existence. And before I bring him on the line, let's say hello to our loyal listeners out there starting in Turkey. We've also got France, Romania, Italy, UK, the Philippines, Serbia, Australia, China, Latvia. Last but not least, United States, just to name a few regions out there. And for the new listeners, have you ever felt alone trying to conquer life's challenges? I offer this show as an example for people who may feel alone during adversity, that they are not alone, and that there is hope. Your journey called life is filled with happiness, success, fulfillment, and even disappointments and adversities, and I'm here to say that there's golden blessings to be discovered even when life throws you a curveball and you can still experience joy. I created a formula in four steps for you to have a roadmap and a blueprint to rise above these challenges, and they are recognize, respond, reevaluate, and rebalance, now, I believe on taking a holistic approach when implementing the four steps, so this show will bring on expert guests to help create a blueprint to find the powerful you that's been hiding beneath the surface as you rise above life challenges, so you can discover who you're truly meant to be. To find out more, go to feeljoyagain.com. So on with today's segment. We've talked on a few episodes here on You're Not Alone how we've been able to recognize that when life throws you a curveball, it often leads us to discover who we're truly meant to be, and the only way to find out is by taking a holistic approach, encompassing your mind, body, and soul, and to really tap into your fullest potential to come back from a setback. It's become Tony's life work to help you unlock your true potential through health, nutrition, and fitness. With a little tough love, as he calls it, and tough humor, he wants to rock your world, transform your life, and launch you on a brand new trajectory through inspiration, perspiration, and education. Without further ado, let's welcome Tony to You Are Not Alone.
3: Hello, April. How are you? I love that introduction. That was that was spot on. Thank you.
2: Awesome. Awesome to have you on online with us, Tony. So share with our audience, who was Tony before the birth of P90X? I mean, I love one of your sayings in your videos when I was, you know, in the full training of all the DVD series. You know, what did you used to say? Like, be a machine. <laughs> she used to say, who was Tony before you were the machine?
3: Well, that's a great question. You know, I mean, I know you've had some struggles in your life, and I certainly have as well. Um, My father uh, was in the military when I was younger, so we moved around quite a bit. And then when he was out of the military, he was transferred from job to job. And I never really landed in one place very long until fifth grade. So, I mean, we would even be in one home for nine months. I was constantly having to readapt to new school systems and new friends. And and I was also a, a skinny little kid. I wasn't athletic at all. Um, and I had a speech impediment. I wouldn't say it was stuttering; more of kind of getting stuck um, when it came to finding a word. Uh, I just, uh, and that made me very insecure. And uh, and so when you're the new kid in town, you you stammer a little bit, and uh, and the school system was kind of confusing. It was tough, you know. I mean, it was really, really tough. I mean, from getting your you know, lunch money stolen to getting beat up at the bus stop to getting shoved in the locker, you know, like one of those bad movies from the 80s. But, wow. Mm, that was me. And, and um, you know, and and uh, I played football a little bit back in back in high school, but I was on the third string. I mean, if there was even a third string, um, and I was more of a tackling dummy during the week uh, for the rest of the team. But I wanted to try, you know. And I mean, I was an okay skier, an okay golfer, okay tennis player, but there was nothing really athletic about me, and I never thought in a million years that I'd end up in the position that I'm in. Mm-hmm. You know, I was pretty good with my hands. I'd like, you know, working with wood, and so I'd go down to my my basement back in Connecticut, and I would, you know, tinker with that kind of stuff, and that made me feel good. I was also a, co- a coin collector, but these are things that I sort of spent, you know, doing alone, because that way I didn't have to engage with people socially, because I was a little awkward and stuff because of the speech thing.
2: Yeah, you are insecure friend, about and, yourself, it sounded like.
3: From, What's that? I'm sorry.
2: You were a little insecure based on how oh my gosh, the other kids were treating you. Insecure, yeah. you. know.
3: But there was a voice. There was this little tiny voice that said, "You know, there's more. There's more if you if you try." And uh, and uh, you know, things that weren't quite as bad in high school, and they improved a little bit in college. Um, but you know, I mean, I was living on cheeseburgers and hot dogs and pizza and Dr Pepper and and Twinkies and whatever I could stick in my mouth. That was filled with fat, sugar, salt, and chemicals. I mean, I didn't know anything about it back in those days. And my parents didn't really either. You know, I mean, this is back in the day when nobody was wearing seat belts and smoking cigarettes in the car mm-hmm. with kids in the mm-hmm. back seat. you know. So right. um, this is in the 50s and 60s. And, uh, you know, I came out to California and it was a bit of a rebirth for me. And I discovered the lifestyle out here. Everybody was exercising. There was a gym in every corner. I had never experienced that before. <clears throat> so I signed up. You know, I signed up to the gym and I, my confidence built and. And then I started taking acting classes and voiceover classes and was working on, on, you know, just feeling more comfortable in my own skin, working on my speech a little bit. And uh, it wasn't like I went through some sort of major therapy. I just was very focused on, on slowing down and thinking about what I was saying before I said it and being confident. And that, that came from the physical movements, the mental and emotional state that I was in, the anxiety that I was suffering from was partly because of my diet and lack of fitness. But when I was exercising, little did I know, I was releasing norepinephrine, dopamine, serotonin, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, all kinds of really good brain chemicals that I was not getting from lack of movement and poor diet. And so when I made that, that shift, I noticed that my confidence improved and my speech improved and my sleep improved. And my memory improved, and my sense of adventure improved, and I wasn't exercising for any of those things, but they just automatically happened just because of the shift in brain chemistry. So, right. I learned a lot of this later when I was reading John Rady's book Spark, you know, um, and and uh, I realized, ah, eureka! I, you know, all this all this fitness gave me the confidence to be able to start training celebrities like Billy Idol and Tom Petty and Bruce Springsteen mm-hmm. and Sean Connery, and and really, you know, beginning to build my my repertoire to go from just you know you know, lifting weights and doing cardio to adding mixed martial arts and, and yoga and Pilates and proprioceptive fitness and post-activation potentiation and all these things that are sort of more cutting edge. And that all, that all went into P90X, P90X2, X3, and, and a, a brand-new program I just came out, which is a boot, boot camp-based program called 22-Minute Hardcore. So you can use weights, you can use machines, but your body weight is, your body's the best piece of equipment. And so it's been a long journey. I mean, that was, so I came out to California in 1980, and here it is, 2016.
2: Don't, but, <laughs> don't date yourself You know, <laughs> like people said,
3: oh, overnight success. But no, not, not really. It t- took time.
2: Right, right. Now, you firmly believe that the real and lasting change that can really happen in someone's life is when we commit to health as a lifestyle. Can you expand a little bit more on that? I mean, you touched a little bit on it on your personal story and how you got into fit- fitness and recognized that the whole um, mental and emotional state that you're in, your diet and your exercise, all played in too key. But can you expand more on the lifestyle?
3: Well, I think anybody who's made that shift and stuck to it. I mean, I think stick to, sticking to it is probably as critical or more so than actual than actually just making the initial uh, shift and then kind of falling back into your old ways. You know, getting there is easier than, than staying there, and, and most people know that if, if they've been through that journey where they've been overweight and then they and they, and they get in pretty good shape and they realize, oh, what do I do now? And quite often what happens is that it, people's purpose for doing it is askew, and they're kind of doing it for all the wrong reasons. And usually it's based in ego and aesthetics, uh, you know, numbers on the scale, uh, tape measure around the waist, dress sizes, mm-hmm. things like that, they're looking good for a reunion or or a wedding or something, and so you know, those are quite ephemeral states of mind. And, uh, you know, when the wedding is over and the reunion's come and gone or you've reached your ideal weight,
2: yeah, do you, you a lot of
3: reasons to, act, to continue going and exercising and eating well because all of that requires discipline. And when you've got discipline to be able to do it for egotistical or aesthetic reasons, there's no reason why you wouldn't want to kind of shift to a, a greater purpose, which is the quality of your life. And And the great thing about exercise is that it improves the quality of your life today. I mean, you, there might not be a tremendous you know, weight loss or aesthetic physical change in the course of a day or even a week. But when you move physically, you change mentally and emotionally. It's automatic. It's, it's purely because you're breathing in a lot of oxygen and it goes into your brain and it changes the way your brain functions. It's just, But most people don't know that, so they don't focus on that. I train because it makes me better today. It just mm-hmm. makes me sharper. It makes me happier. It gives me better. It gives me patience. It helps me focus. Uh, it helps my sleep at night. Um, it allows me to get up and go right out of bed the first thing in the morning and all that's changed, not because of, you know, because of education. It's not because of, 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 uh, you know, having, you know, uh, wealth, it, it has everything to do with just being disciplined and, and moving in, in a myriad of ways over the course of five to seven days a week with a couple of days off, you know, and, and, uh, and that's really it. And I think once people discover that, once they learn that, when they go, oh, okay, you know, I know the reason why I'm not keeping the weight off or staying fit is because I was doing it for all the reasons, all, all the wrong reasons all the before. the wrong reasons. But when right. you make that shift and, you know, you're part of a completely different group of people and they kind of look around and go, wow, we, we have an advantage, you know, over everybody else who's still either out of shape completely or going back and forth between being in shape and being out of shape. And the one thing about being out of shape is that you're, when you're overweight, you're overwhelmed. I mean, just, you know, just physiologically you are. Mm-hmm. And, of course, mm-hmm. there's a mental and emotional backlash that comes with that. And so you're in, you're in survive mode all the time, you know, uh, 24-7, 365, survive, survive, survive. And what happens is it becomes all about you. And it doesn't have anything to do about anybody else. You know what I mean? It's like you're just per- barely trying to get through your day and get through to work and get out of traffic. And then, you know, get you know, the only pleasures that you get are the three meals and the snacks in between. And that's not much of an existence. And so the minute you begin to lose the weight and get super fit and get really strong, then, oh, you go, oh. And then people, well, people will automatically gravitate you to you because you're now an example of somebody who's really done the work. And then you get to become a mentor, and you get to become a coach, and, and uh, maybe you have another job. but you, People want to know how you got there, and it's a great feeling to be able to share that with people. And you become like a little mini me, and there's you know millions of them flying around, and uh, and that's a completely different state of mind that comes from having the discipline to cut out the fat, the sugar, the salt, the chemicals. And having a regular workout five to seven days a week. And does it have to be perfect? No. Are you going to no. have cheap meals? Are you going to go to the ball game and have a beer and a, and a, and a hot dog? Sure. You know what I mean? It's it's just, it's just. Integrating life, it
2: to your lifestyle.
3: Right? When you figure yeah. it out, it's great. Yeah. All right.
2: Okay. Let's go ahead and take our first break. And if you'd like to call in and speak to Tony live, you can call in at 888 346 one, And more with Tony Horton, the creator of P90X, when we come back. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed.
3: VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com
1: Has life ever thrown you a curveball called challenges, or maybe even a boulder called adversity? You are not alone. How to Rise Above Life's Challenges with Grace, Gratitude, Love, and Joy is about finding the gold in life's challenges. April J. Ford shares how tragedies from her past totter the alchemy of adversity. Who we are inside and the way we handle the challenges we face is how we transition and transform into who we are truly meant to be. Pick up your copy today at www.feeljoyagain.com or by clicking on the link on the You Are Not Alone show page.
0: At the leading edge of quantum science, a revolution of ideas is emerging that challenges everything we believe about the nature of our world and how we define ourselves within it. Quantum Connection, exploring health, science, and spirit with Marina Rose. QDNA explores these cutting edge breakthroughs in quantum science and offers piercing, probing, colorful, insightful dialogue and commentary with some of the world's most influential thought leaders on the most important topics of our time. Listen every Tuesday at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment
1: is the last time you saw sparkles of life in your day. Each day holds a treasure, the extra in the ordinary. It is too easy to miss them because they're familiar and we take them for granted. If you want to add sparkle to your day, listen to Mighty Gems, spotlighting everyday jewels with D Lee. She offers a new way to view the world and to discover your own mighty gems in daily life. Listen Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel.
3: It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Voice America
1: Tuned into You Are Not Alone. To reach April J. Ford or her guest on today's program, you may call in to 1 888 346 9141. Again, that's 1 888 346 9141. If you'd rather send April an email, her email address is April J. Ford at Now, back to You Are Not Alone How to Rise Above Life's Challenges.
2: Welcome back. We are bringing it and crushing it with Tony Orton today, the creator of the popular fitness series P90X. And just before the break, we were sharing his story on how he got into the lifestyle of having a holistic practice of really staying healthy and training others to be healthy. Now, Tony, how would you... um, coach somebody to develop a perspective or a mindset that is truly, quote unquote, a healthy lifestyle for each of us. And before you answer that, let me give you the backstory of why I'm asking this. Because in a previous episode that I did here with a registered dietitian, Beth Rosen, the name of that segment was Choose Wholeness for Health, I was able to share um, a story you know, part of my life during the time when I was training for a misfitness competition, and this is when I was using the p ninety X as part of my routine, I recognized that my mind, body, and soul was basically compromised because it was driven by my emotions, my deprivation, and stress, because it was during the time period where I was going through the emotional grief of losing my husband. and I went actually went to the extreme end of the spectrum. You'd probably describe it as with my training, which was insane, that caused stress and deprivation, working out more than six days a week. I know it was only seven days, but I was doing more than six days a week. And I you know, when I placed second in the competition, but shortly after I had to reset my mind, body, and soul because I slingshot to the other end of the spectrum. Instead of, you know, mindful eating, I was mindlessly eating and quickly gained 25 to 30 pounds. So back to the question, how can we develop a perspective or a mindset that's truly a healthy lifestyle for each of us?
3: Well, you know, I write about it a lot in my book, The Big Picture. You know, I mean, I wrote that book because I think a lot of people ask this very question, you know, what what are the keys to being able to really sustain this and be that kind of person for the rest of your life? And And quite often I spoke about it the first time, and that's purpose, you know, just really understanding why you're doing it, that if you do it today, you feel better today. You know, I often say that every morsel matters, you know, and and not to say that sometimes you can't enjoy yourself when it comes to your diet. But, but, you know, these are chemicals that you're putting in your body that affect, you know, your emotions instantly. Mm -hmm. You know, if you eat a lot of white flour, you, you know, it's no surprise you're kind of dragging a little bit. And alcohol certainly has its negative effects, and so you have to sort of monitor all this stuff and making sure that, you know, most of what you're eating is whole foods and whole grains and and lean proteins and, and, you know, the basic stuff that your great-great-great-grandparents would recognize with general ease, you know, and it wasn't Doritos and Red Bull, I'll tell you that much. So that's kind of one one area that needs to be addressed. Um, But you have to figure out how to make healthy foods taste good, you know, because if it feels like you're eating wax every meal, (laughs) that's not going to last very long. I don't care how good it is for Mm you. And so these are things that require time and effort and energy and experimentation. And if you can do that, great. But the purpose really ultimately should be, you know, I just want to feel better today. I want to to improve my flexibility today. I want to, you know, really oxygenate my blood because I understand how it affects the way my brain functions and how it affects my emotions. And then I think next is a plan. You really do. I mean, if you're a P90X user, April, you're familiar with the fact that there was a calendar and that we set Mm -hmm. it up and we told Mm -hmm. you what to do on what days. But for the average person who maybe doesn't have my program, you really do have to schedule it. You have to schedule it like you do your meals, like you do your meetings at work, like you have to do anything, like picking up your kids at soccer.
2: Right. Be intentional everything. about it. Yeah.
3: That, I'm sorry. Say again.
2: Oh, I said be intentional about it. And put in your daily routine. But you, I'm
3: talking about writing it down on a calendar and then placing it on the bathroom mirror or the front door of your of your house. Or on your refrigerator, someplace where it's constantly reminding you that you have a, you know, that you have a 7.15 a.m. workout scheduled with some friends and, and you know exactly what it is. It's plyometrics or it's chest and back or it's yoga or it's Pilates or it's going to a kickboxing class. You just, you just schedule them. I mean, that's, that's everything. And I think a lot of people who continue to struggle even with those two things in place. They've got their purpose. They got their. They've got their plan. And for me, it's this third piece that m- means the most. It's the reason why I'm consistent, and that's accountability through others. And just finding like-minded people in your life that are willing to get in there and, and f- fight the good fight. And it doesn't even have to be in person. You know, a lot of people say, "Well, I don't have any family or friends or coworkers that really want to do it with me." You get online. You know what I mean? Or you just do it through emails or Facebook mm-hmm. or something. There's, I mean, social media makes it so easy to connect with people.
2: Yeah, and there's groups out there. I did the P90X. Um, I think it was a Facebook group back then, on just sharing your success stories. So you don't have to do this alone. You you know you're not alone doing this.
3: No, you're right. That's exactly right. And if you have those things in place, then there's just a greater propensity for success. Uh, I think anyway. Yeah.
2: Now let's talk about the the nutrition part. You mentioned having whole foods. Um, is there a type of quote unquote diet that you favor more than others or you like a trainer, a previous guest that I had that was so adamant and strongly against any diets because she believed that diets really don't work to have, you know, sustainable results long term.
3: Well, if you're, if you're eating food, then you're on some kind of diet, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so you could say, you know, diets are bad, but, but everybody's eating some, some kind of philosophy. Maybe some people are just eating French food or Mexican food. That's a particular kind of diet. But, but uh, I, think, I think to avoid, the, uh, to avoid uh, the, the boredom that comes with sticking to a particular kind of diet, I mean, I have a friend of mine who is a vegan for years. And she was having all this blood work done because she was so exhausted, and she was having all these, you know, uh, joint issues and everything else. And she was she was missing out on amino acids and a couple other things that came from from meat and fish and chicken. And her doctor said, you 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 know. And she wrote two books about veganism, and and she looked kind of pale and and I mean she was skinny, but she didn't look healthy, and she didn't feel very good. And to be told, you know, to tell a, a vegan or vegetarian that your diet that you've written about twice is isn't ne- necessarily healthy for you. That's hard. That's a hard jagged pill to swallow. Same thing yeah. when it comes to paleo folks. You know what I mean? I mean, they, you know, they're, sometimes they they follow this technique for a certain aesthetic uh, appearance, but they're having health issues as well. And um, so, I was vegan vegetarian for about fifteen years, and then I went, met my wife, and she was making elk and bison and chicken and fish. And I, two weeks <laughs> into the into the relationship, I I made my switch after seventeen years or fifteen years. And, and, you know, like I said before, it's really about, you know, this is just my opinion. And, and food becomes a battle. People treat it like their religion, you know what I mean? Um, they really want to, you know, uh, uh, put a stake in the ground and, and say, hey, listen this is where I stand. But when I, once I got looser about it, I mean, I enjoy mm-hmm. Mexican and French and Italian and Indian and Thai. I mean, I just make sure that there's a lot of fruits, vegetables, whole grains, lean proteins, and healthy fats in there. And I'm sometimes I'm eating paleo for two or three days, and sometimes I'm eating veg vegan or vegetarian. and it's really it's really opened me up to so much more variety in food. The, the goal is the fat, sugar, salt and chemicals, and to avoid them. And that comes right. from factory food. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you know Jacqueline never made never ate anything that a man made. but uh, you know when it came to the occasional brownie, I'm going to have to have that one. so mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. and I think you you touched on a good point about the um, restrictions that we treat our diets and our food, you know, like a, a religion and were so restricted. I think that's what happened to me when I was training that I was so restricted. And once the the show ended, it was almost like I like I said, a slingshot to the other end of the spectrum. And it's like, okay, there there was there were no boundaries anymore. <laughs> there were no boundaries. So I was just eating sweets all day and every day, And that's how I ah. gained weight, like within a short amount of time. Well, I think when people
3: when people pick up little tidbits about what certain foods actually will do to you long term, and this this is this works on me, and it works to all, you know, on a lot of people that I that I talk to about it. It doesn't work on everybody because you know their addictions are so strong. But when you learn that you know sugary foods feed cancer cells, and that you've got cancer mm-hmm. in your family, you know, you can put two and two together and go, okay, I got to cut out the sugar a little bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, I cut out my sugar by eighty percent. Um, about seven months ago, which is hard to believe it's been that long. And uh, I got all my blood work back. I just talked about, to my endocrinologist today about it, and she says, your numbers have never been better. Your cholesterol's never been lower. Your testosterone's mm-hmm. never been higher. Your D's are good for the first time. I mean, it was, and I don't know if it's all sugar-related, but, but it, it, you know, I just think, wow, wow. You know, I mean, I, mm-hmm. I have more energy. I don't need to sleep as much. I seem I sleep more soundly. I mean, you know, what, what are the culprits in our diet? You know, it's not eggs. I mean, we, we, that was a right. the devil for a while. And then it was saturated fat, so they pulled the saturated fat and they put sugar in everything. And now sugar's the devil. But, but um, you know, I mean, you, you just got to make sure that you look down at your plate and you see some color. You know what I mean? You, mm-hmm. Too many people are eating beige food. You know, too many French fries, too many hot dog and, and burger buns and, and, and ground up meat that's, you know, overcooked and... uh there's just no nutrients in that. And you can supplement a little bit to help, but ultimately, you know, you just have to, you got to eat. I eat salad for breakfast, you know, three days out of the week. And I never, I never, I would need I a salad for two months, you know. So it's just making these shifts and you make a salad. You can put strawberries and blueberries in there in the morning. I mean, it's insane how good you can make it taste.
2: Wow. And I'm such a firm believer of what I call train the trainer, you know, in all areas of our life, not just working out, as far as getting a coach or a mentor. And as a trainer yourself, do you have a coach or a trainer for you? Would you say that this is also important?
3: Well, you know what? I, I don't, and I, and I never have. I mean, I've had people that I've kind of looked to. I've had yoga instructors mm-hmm. that I've learned a lot from. I've had some friends that I do some bodybuilding with, you know, people who were trainers back in the day. But, you know, I mean, I was, uh, I was the only boy, I had two younger sisters, so I was the only boy and the oldest, and my dad was on the road five days a week for much of my uh, young life, and uh, even though his dad was his mentor, he didn't really, he felt, you know, his philosophy was, I don't want to push my kid like my dad did, he didn't have any nuance in it, you know what I mean, it was sort of all or nothing, and he didn't want to put me through that sort of thing, so I was left on my own, you know, and I was always, my head was on a swivel all the time, just kind of looking around, I did a lot of, I did, you know, early on before the internet was... Was popular. You know, I was reading a lot of books about it and, and going to a couple, a couple of classes here and there, you know, about kinesiology and whatnot. But it, I never had one specific person that I could really look to who could help me do it. So I was self-taught for much of it, and I, and I still am. Um, I've got great, great friends who are also trainers, you know, we're always experimenting, and so every time we do a workout, we'll go, oh, my God, have you seen this move? Or, oh, my God, have you seen this new way of doing this old move? Or, hey, oh, you know, okay. if, if you do 180 degrees on this exercise, you can work your, your lateral, you know, your lateral motion. And so we're, we're always kind of playing with pull-ups and push-ups and squats and lunges and crunches. Uh, you know, I mean, I, I like the variety. I like learning new things still. But I never had one, one person who, who helped me, No
2: okay all right with that being said let's go ahead and take our break and when we come back since we are talking about taking a holistic approach with health and fitness let's talk on the spirituality and find out tony's opinion on that so back from the break more with tony Motivate. Change. Succeed.
3: VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com
1: Joy's Gift is a 501c3 nonprofit that empowers women and youth to transition from tragedy to triumph, from loss or sexual abuse. Our program emphasizes a foundation of developing true self-mastery of independence, Our services provide a support system and infrastructure of wraparound resources for services focused on mental, emotional, and spiritual healing. Restore someone's hope, love, peace, and help them develop self-mastery of independence by sharing your gifts with Joy's Gift at www.joysgift.org. That's joysgift.org.
2: Life is a journey which never gets easier. As we go through life, we just handle things better as we get
3: to know ourselves. Listen for the Mental Sherpa by Theta Spring. Host Alexandra Janelli believes that each of us are pre-programmed with all the answers and tools
1: we need to move through any situation life throws at us. It's discovering those tools and answers that will set us on the right path to enjoying and navigating life. Listen every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Empowerment. We're all living in the moment, but you never know when life is going to take a unique turn. It doesn't have to be a challenge, but perhaps more of a detour to get where we need to be. On The Sky's the Limit, host Karen Levitt knows that experience, having faced it herself. Learn about her journey from a life-changing event to where she is now. Her guests are amazing people who are living these experiences and overcoming obstacles. Learn from their stories every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Empowerment. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. to you are not alone to reach april j ford or her guest on today's program you may call in to 1-888-346-9141 again that's 1-888-346-9141 if you'd rather send april an email her email address is april j ford at joysofyah.com now back to you are not alone how to rise above life's challenges
2: Welcome back, and since we've been talking about taking a holistic approach encompassing our minds, bodies, and souls to really tap into our fullest potential to come back from a setback, Tony, what's your opinion when it comes to spirituality and fitness? What are your thoughts on yoga? Do you view yoga as a religion?
3: Ah uh, you know that's interesting i, I <laughs> One of my hesitations for actually doing the interview was I was afraid that we would probably move in this direction, and I have, I, I have you know sort of a, a philosophy that's maybe different than than a lot of people's kind of my own personal one about mm-hmm. about that about my own personal spirituality and, and and the feeling about yoga. I mean, the funny thing about yoga, it's it's morphed in 15 different directions, more like 50. And you can go to some yoga classes and it's just a pure workout and they 're playing rap music you know what i mean it's not a yeah. spiritual second in the in the session you know and and the kind of hatha yoga that I like is i, I like a uh, An instructor, and they're hard to find, uh, who kind of lets, who falls somewhere in the middle, where they, they, they understand the practice as it is, and they understand the flow, the vinyasas, you know, going from, um, you know, warrior one, warrior two, warrior three, Mm -hmm. half moon, you know, whatever. But there's sort of a flow to it that, that involves, um, you know, balance and strength and and um, and, and uh, range of motion, which is the beautiful thing about yoga. Uh, and, and but they also leave it open to you to let it be as spiritual an experience as possible. And and what I try to tell people, because uh, I don't like to get into it too much, because it, the, the dogma will sometimes set people off. You know, maybe it'll appeal to eighty percent of the room, but twenty percent will get get a little you know mm-hmm. weird about mm-hmm. it. And so I'll just say, hey, you know, you want to usually set an intention prior to the prior to the work at, you know, the, the, the yoga sequences here and the intention can be hopefully a positive one, something, you know, maybe not necessarily about you, <laughs> maybe something about somebody else and what you can do for somebody else and, and how it'll open you up to be more altruistic or something. I mean, that's always a, a nice way to approach a yoga practice, you know, not, Hey, you know, can I get an extra quarter inch of my splits today? That's not really maybe mm-hmm. the best way to approach it, but people, you know, I live, I leave it up to them, you know, um, um. And so, because yoga is, there's so much variety now. I, I like it. I, for me personally, when I'm doing a, a yoga class, 90 minute yoga class, it really, I try to just be, just be present and just be in the moment and just kind of clear my mind, which is, you know, often hard to do when you're in a you know half moon for for two and a half. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, here I am, and let me try to think about not falling down here for a yeah. second.
2: But, yeah, I, but, I remember that. You setting the tone in the P90X video. <laughs>
3: that's that's right. That's right. You probably the first few or few times said, "What is he doing to me here right now?" Um, yeah. So yeah, it can really be anything you want it to be, and and I think if you can find that nice balance and find a cl- and the reason I think the reason why a lot of people don't do yoga, don't like yoga, is they just haven't found the right instructor yet. They haven't found the right delivery system yet. But when you do, it's a spectacular. I mean, I know, I bet you could, you'd, you'd agree that the sensation that you have in shavasana at the end of a yoga class mm-hmm. is almost like meditating for, for an hour and a half, but it's a physical one. So there's all that blood pumping, that oxygen in your body, and a real sense of accomplishment that comes with it. It's a, yeah. it's a spectacular practice, and I don't let a week go by without it
2: yeah, and I, and I do appreciate your honesty, your personal opinions that you shared with us. I know it is a controversial topic. Based on my personal experience, I, I do see it as a form of religion. However, I do agree with the physical, mental, and emotional benefits that the exercise or the flow por- portion that yoga um, provides, like you mentioned.
3: Well, you know if you look at if you look at most exercise, there's a physical, mental, and emotional component to them. Mm-hmm. Yoga, is there's, a spiritual, there's a physical, mental, and emotional, and spiritual component to it. I mean, there's, a, there's an extra, I mean, not for everybody, but it's very open to it. And if you want it, I mean, when I first started doing yoga, because I was so tight in my hips and so tight in my shoulders, um, and also because I was, I was going through some difficult times with a breakup and, and, and finances, and, you know, my life was kind of out of control, I'd finish yoga sobbing. I was sobbing mm-hmm. in class, and i couldn't i mean I would break down because it's just such an opener, you know what I mean, and there was such clarity that I got from it, and i was able I was able to kind of push through some things and be more proactive in my life as opposed to just being so stagnant and that's what yoga can do, but it can just mm-hmm. be a great workout all by itself, you know without that, if you want
2: to yeah yeah, and like like with your videos, you know you set the tone in the p ninety x yoga one of. You know, it's really about being present in the moment and focusing on whatever your intention is for the workout so people don't get, you know, offended or um, thrown off with just saying OM at the end (laughs) or trying to hold a pose. Yeah, I know.
3: I know the OMs. I'll do an an OM in a class of people who are familiar with yoga, who know my programs, have a regular practice maybe outside of what, what they do with me. And I'll be in a room, you know, 10 people doing ohms, and it'll sound like 75. Mm-hmm. And I'll be in a room with 250, and it'll sound like 10. You know what I mean? If I go to a military base or I go to a, a college campus, like, you know, you go to a college campus, and you try to get a bunch of young kids to go, mmm, <laughs> not going to happen, man. It, uh, there's, more, there's more giggling than their actual ohming. So.
2: Right. Great. Okay. So let's get back on track with, with what you're doing. Tell us what can we expect with your latest book, The Big Picture. It's, I believe it's a non-workout book?
3: Well, I mean, we certainly talk about the importance of exercise and diet. and how that's an intricate part of, of just being happy. You know, I mean, the book, is, it's an equation to be happy and to be productive and to understand that life on earth is a very short ride and there's no need to waste these precious moments um, not to say you can't relax, not to say you can't just have a good time and, and, and take it easy, but, but it's understanding that, you know, these are 11 things that affected me. You know, I thought to myself, uh, what, what are the things that I need to do? And, you know, like what does do your best and forget the rest mean? And of course, that's the very first chapter. And it basically means that, you know, you, you take the burden off, you know what I mean? Be in the moment more. Don't, don't have, your expectations are killing you. You know, being a perfectionist is, is not helping, you know, your your progress and doing your best is also understanding that it changes from day to day. It changes from week to week. It changes from year to year. It changes from person to person. You know what I mean? Stop being so competitive. I mean, if you like, you know, going to CrossFit gyms and, and pushing the envelope and you come away unscathed and that, and that, uh, and that's something you enjoy, well then all the more, you know, rock on, go for it. But for everybody else, they're so uptight about not being able to you know, do as well as their friends or do as well as they could in the past, and they're comparing the present to the past with the hope that the future's going to change. I mean, there's so much mind-bending mind stuff going on there. And if you just go, hey, I'm in the room, and then here's the exercise. All right, I'm going to do what I can. I, mm-hmm. I can't do jump knee talks. I'm going to march in place. I mean, you look at Jeremy Yost, a guy who was close to 400 pounds, lost 180 pounds. He couldn't do... of what he was watching, but he did his best and forgot the rest. It's the rest that we can't let go of killing us. And it's
2: recognizing, like you said, you've got to recognize where you're at, what season you're at in your life, what circumstance or situation that you're dealing, you're trying to overcome, you know, at that point.
3: Exactly. That's exactly right. And it's ever changing. It's changing by the second. Biorhythms, barometric pressure, altitude, diet, how much sleep you got the night before. You know, maybe your cortisol levels are too high. Maybe you're low on vitamin D. I mean, you know, maybe you haven't recovered from the plyo workout as well because of you know because you forgot your supplements i mean there are so many things that are sort of you know semi within our control and completely out of our control that are they're creating a mindset that don't allow us to just sort of be in the room and do what we can it it's 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 you know it's not the individual battle you know it's the war that you're fighting to try to stay as young as you can as long as you can and that takes months and years but if you stick with it if you're consistent with it um, then you'll, you'll see dramatic change. I don't care who you are. And there are very few universal truths in this world, and that's one of them that is, that is a universal truth, which is I show up, you know, five to seven days a week working out, and I eat pretty well, you know, 80% of the time. I'm not going to be the same person in a year. I'm not even going to be close to the person that I was, and I've seen it thousands of times. It's, it's awesome to watch.
2: Yeah, and quickly your your eleven rules. I know we can't go each chapter, but you said the first one was do your best and forget the rest, and the other that I saw was mix it up. And you touch a little bit on being consistent. What, what are the others?
3: Um, well, you've got you know you've got the plan, you've got purpose, you've got consistency, you've got rest and relaxation. You, you know there there's um, you know it's a it's a, a combination of all the things that you need so that you can create a mindset. Uh, that changes your perspective. And, and um, you know, like one of the chapters, for example, is that I have you rate every hour for the course of 24 hours, even the ones that you're sleeping. And so people think to yourself, you know, and it's, it's almost rudimentary. You know, mm-hmm. do you give it a thumbs up or give it a thumbs down? Were you happy or were you sad in the course of that hour? And, uh, and when you, know, you do that more than once over the course of a week or a month, you begin to understand that, oh, my God, my sleep was restless, so I gave, I gave most of the night a thumbs down. During the, the traffic, I was miserable. I didn't work out today, so there was an hour that I didn't feel good. I had an argument with my girlfriend that hour. Uh, and then you look at your, and you go, oh, my God, I'm, I'm repeating this pattern. Mm-hmm. You know, day in and day out, week after week, I've got to make a, sh- a shift. And so that's where mm-hmm. I come in and say, hey, you know what, if you exercised, you know that hour was good and that hour affects the other 23 and it just does and then if you don't exercise i talk a lot about in the book about you know being inconsistent and and how that you know i call it exercise bipolar disorder that if oh, you're wow. not okay. um, if you're not exercising on a regular basis that you go through these chemical shifts that are you get these highs and these lows it's almost like being on drugs you know uh, or or being an alcoholic you know you have these highs and lows they're more dramatic that way but but they're subtle, but they do affect your your energy, your creativity, your your uh, uh, your ability to kind of get through your day in a, in a, in a happy, productive way. So, um, and if you know, the first time I wrote these eleven laws, I was on a ski trip with a bunch of uh, a bunch of attorneys, and it was, and they all got up and did a speech. And if they said, if they do a speech at this event, then we get to write it off. And they and I was just going as a friend. And a friend of mine said, you better write a speech on fitness. And so I, I scrambled. I spent like three hours. I mean, the eleven laws have changed dramatically. And that was almost 20 years ago. But I realized when I sat down and I wrote them, I went, Man, these really resonate with me. These are, this, these are the reason. This is the reason why I'm, I'm not the, the bumbling, stumbling, you know, third-string football player who uh, who's afraid of his own shadow. It's, it's these 11 things that really affected me and changed my life."
2: Yeah. Now, what are some of your pet peeves when it comes to? you know, when you see people in their workouts or their their lifestyle that, you know, you, you see them trying, but you, you could see them maybe making a little shift to make things better?
3: Well, you know, that's a great question because it's so it's so frustrating, and I'm sure it's that way for the people that I'm observing. It's frustrating for people who are working so hard, you know what I mean? They're showing up on a regular basis. It looks like they're sweating, you know, uh, bullets. Um, but they're stuck in sort of this myopic approach. Maybe they're doing workouts that they were doing 10, 15, 20, 30 years ago. And so they continue to work on their strengths only because it worked when they were younger. But, you know, father time has its way of, of making, um, making it more difficult to do what, you're, what you used to be able to do and not give you the kind of results. So, you know, if you look at P90X and, you're, you know, you're a graduate of P90X, you're forced to work on your strengths and your weaknesses. You know, I, I think P ninety X might have been one of the reasons why you, you came in second in that contest. Because you were <laughs> yeah. doing you were doing and second is awesome. Come on, let's face it. You were doing things that maybe the other competitors who came in third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth what, weren't doing. And, you know, you were adding Yoga Pilates and Pilates and, yeah,
2: and, a, chest a, a and back whole and shoulders body and arms of and all of it. So, mhm. hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: And so for, for right now, for example, still to this day, twenty sixteen a vast majority of people who don't know better are stuck in what I call the build and burn model. And so typically, not always, but guys are lifting weights so they can get bigger and gals are are on some kind of a cardio machine so they can get smaller. (laughs) And, and, uh, yeah, none of that has anything to do with athleticism. None of that has anything to do with balance or coordination or stamina or... Or, all or, or or any of those things that that really ultimately will build a mindset that says, oh, okay, today is yoga, today is chest and back, today is Pilates, today is, is is martial arts. You know what I mean? People, a lot of people kind of learn what they learn and they want to stop learning after high school and college. But if you're willing to open up and be, and continue to learn and be pretty terrible at the new stuff, because you know uh, that's what happens, especially as you get into your 30s, 40s, and 50s. And you're willing that the process is, I mean, look at, look at school. First grade, second, third, fourth, uh, you know, junior high school, high school, college. It's a long, but people want to get in shape in three weeks. It's, it's kind of amazing. Mm -hmm. So you take all these different courses, you take all these different classes, and you become well-rounded. And that's what fitness should be, too, if you really want to hold on to it and, and stay fit and, and get the body that you want and have the level, have the level of athleticism that you deserve and, uh, and be healthy.
2: Okay. Well, with that, let's take our break and more with Tony when we come back.
1: It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Has life ever thrown you a curveball called challenges? Or maybe even a boulder called adversity? You are not alone. How to rise above life's challenges with grace, gratitude, love, and joy is about finding the gold in life's challenges. April J. Ford shares how tragedies from her past totter the alchemy of adversity. Who we are inside and the way we handle the challenges we face is how we transition and transform into who we are truly meant to be. Pick up your copy today at www.feeljoyagain.com or by clicking on the link on the You Are Not
0: Alone show page. What makes you the best you can be? Is it money? Is it success? Maybe it's love, a good career, home, and family. Could it be a bit of all of these things? Be the Best You Can Be with Dr. Linda Sanicola, along with her featured guests, will bring you the tools that could be the answer to the questions you've been asking. You'll get to the root of some of the problems that have been keeping you from being the best you can be and tackle them head on. Listen every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel.
1: Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Tuned into You Are Not Alone. To reach April J. Ford or her guest on today's program, you may call in to 1 888 346 9141. Again, that's 1 888 346 9141. If you'd rather send April an email, her email address is April J. at Now, back to You Are Not Alone How to Rise Above Life's Challenges.
2: Welcome back. We've been speaking with Tony Horton, the creator of P90X. And before we close out our segment today, Tony, tell us how did you expand into the hair and skincare industry?
3: Hi, um, my friend Patrick's the CEO of Enjoy, and uh, uh, he has a magazine and a, and, a, and a TV show, a web show, and uh, he was a P90X user and lost a bunch of weight and. And kind of like the same thing you did, you know, he kind of tracked me down, and I went on to his show, and and he said, hey, I've got this product for your hair, i got this product for your skin, i got this product for, you know, conditioning, and and he said, let me send you some stuff. And it was just really great, you know, I mean, and I just, one day I called him up, and I said, hey, Patrick, uh, what are your thoughts on, on doing maybe a couple products for me? And he just loved the idea, and so we went through our development phase and wanted to make sure that things were really natural and there weren't a lot of chemicals in there, and they smelt right. You know, I mean, it's like about a year mm-hmm. before you, it was much more complicated than I thought. And so it's called Tony Horton Care. You can get it at, at uh, TonyHortonCare.com. Uh, we should have, it's a sort of a soft launch right now because uh, we don't have it on Amazon yet, but we're getting there. And um, it's just two products. You know, one's a, a shampoo and body wash, and the other one is a, is a body lotion. And the body lotion's in a spray, which is super convenient. And the, and the packaging is beautiful and We'll expand. We just want to, you know, we don't want to go too crazy out of the box. So it's, uh, okay. it's, it's great stuff. I'm excited, super excited.
2: Yeah. And what was your motivation behind the collaboration with with Enjoy and getting into this new product product line?
3: Well, you know, I've always wanted to do something like this, you know, and, and uh, there's was sort of a natural flow of things because I knew Patrick and I like Patrick and I like his products already. And, and, you know, I mean, I, as you probably know, I don't like to set on my laurels very often. You know, I'm working on a, on a clothing line now because I'm just, you know, I just love fashion. I love great looking stuff, great fitting stuff. And the women, the women get all the good stuff. They get all the great gear. <laughs> do. I mean, you gals get, you got like 50 choices. <laughs> and, You know, we're still wearing baggy pants with elastic around the ankles. I mean, it's you know, like Lululemon does some stuff, and in and, and, um, Asics and some other companies are doing it. But uh, I mean, I, I I'd like to create a, a really beautiful, technical, you know, fashionable men's line. I think guys would really dig, but but make it make it affordable too. That's nice. just me. It's just I love I love that stuff. You know, I, I had a food line with Seven Eleven for a while, uh, but the numbers just didn't jive, and and they didn't support it as well as I would have liked, and unfortunately. Uh, the Seven Eleven thing didn't go, but, you know, I mean, you've got to keep, I mean, you know, I've had great success with Beachbody. I mean, I've been with the company for 20 years, but you get to a point where you want to expand, you know, you want to get into clothing, you want to get into, you know, you want to build your own brand, and so, you know, I've had 20 failures, you know what I mean, from, I can't, you know, name all the products, but it doesn't mean you stop, you just keep plugging away, you know, and uh, and we're really excited about this, this lotion line. It's, it, we've got great early responses from people, so cross your fingers, hope, hope people love it.
2: Right on, right on. And I know you're such a firm believer of not only taking care of our insides as as far as our our fitness and our health, but our nutrition. And I guess that's how you're related to the skincare line and the hair products as well as taking care of our external um, beauty as well.
3: Exactly right. Like if you look uh, speaking of my book, law number nine, find find a balance. And that's it. You know, people are, are in one direction all the time, full steam ahead, and then they burn out. You know what I mean? <laughs> or they, they, you know, they, they have a job, and the job is okay, and then it pays the bills and feeds the family, but they don't have a hobby. You know, I mean, they don't have something where they can really release, and and maybe it's a physical hobby or a mental or emotional hobby. I, I don't know what it is, but but, you know... Finding finding a balance in, in law number nine really help and and you know I mean it basically comes from physical balance you know what I mean how important that is and how we lose that as we get older I mean, we work on everything but our balance but balance is critical getting on med balls stability balls Bosu balls but also sort of the the, the balance in your life so, the, so that so your life is fulfilled and and that's how I kind of transferred from you know being a fitness guy to a personal development guy it was. It wasn't intentional, but it's just, it's just I thought to myself, I have to write this book because these things matter to me, and they keep me consistent. And so I went from a very unhappy, insecure guy to a—I'm a, a pinch-myself-happy guy. You mm-hmm, know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's just because right. I need to write an exercise, and I surround myself with really amazing people. And, and I wanted to share that and with the hope that more people can get there.
2: Nice, nice, so in closing, Tony, where can our listeners find out more about your work and your upcoming launch on the twenty two minute boot camp?
3: Uh, well, the launch is March first, so you know you can go to uh, twenty two minute hardcore dot um, com and the the, the uh, website's already there and people are talking and they're excited and there's a couple of test groups there's one that's already been through and a present test group and that test group is on there you know telling you what's going on and what's happening and what the process is like for them um, my sister's in that test group she's so excited I can't tell you <laughs> and uh, and so that's really fun and then the infomercial will launch sometime in April and but if you want to know anything about me go to tony horton life and that way you can see uh what tony horton cares doing how to buy it where to get it uh and then of course I've got events I've got a I've got a yoga a ski a snowboard camp in Jackson Hole the last week in February and I've got another one in Mammoth California last week there so all the details are there you just go right online uh and then I'm at the Omega Institute so I'm sure if anybody's familiar with your program mm-hmm. they're familiar with the Omega Institute up in uh yeah. up in upstate New York in Rhinebeck, New York it's just this beautiful quaint majestic woodsy the mm-hmm. lakes rivers it's, it's an hour and a half out of New York City and you think you are you know you think you're uh, in the, the middle garbage. of nature Well, you are in the middle of nature it's, and it's a yeah. great event it's a three and a half day event up there and that's in, in uh, end of June so go to the Tony Horton Life and you'll find me and uh, you can know what I'm up to and what I'm doing and buy my books buy my programs all that stuff
2: Right on. Alrighty, everyone. I'm April J. Ford here on Voice America. You are not alone. I share my story and the show so that others can share their stories and have their glory so that others don't have to experience the extremities of what I face, but would be able to take the fruit of my adversities and prosper with it. I give my permission to allow people to borrow my belief and faith, and I give my love and light so that others can illuminate theirs. I share my joys and blessings so that others can share theirs and let others know you are not alone. Remember that there's gold to be discovered in your challenges. Know that you're not alone. Get inspired, uplifted, and empowered every Tuesday, 4 p.m. Pacific, here on Voice America
1: we appreciate your joining us this week for you are not alone please tune in for another edition with host april j ford next tuesday at 7 p.m eastern time 4 p.m pacific time on the voice america empowerment channel we can't wait to talk again next week
0: and Management.